So by turning your Bibles this morning to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 2. In just a moment, we're going to read uh, verse number 3. And uh, just want to encourage you today, uh, as we, this weekend is Memorial Day, and we are honoring those who have given the ultimate sacrifice, given their lives. If you served our great country in any capacity, we want to say thank you this morning. And we're glad that you made it back. We're glad that you're here. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your service. There are young men and women today that are all over the world serving in the military to protect our country. But there's so many that gave their life for our freedom. And you know what? It would be a dishonor this morning to not take that freedom that freedom of worship, that freedom uh, to, to tell somebody you love them, the freedom to, to see your family, the freedom to work, the freedom. I mean, people gave their life for our freedom, and we live in one of the greatest countries in the world, I mean, to where freedom is what we believe, it's what we long for, it's what we have fought for. Many gave their lives. It was on, it's May the 30th here in America that we observe a day called Memorial Day. It's marked by parades and speeches and flags and flowers placed on the graves of those that have fallen. It was first observed on May the 30th, 1868 for the purpose of decorating the graves of the Civil War dead. But now it remembers all who died for our nation, who has fought and given their life. But you know what? We also want to remember those who have given their life for the gospel's sake. We have one who gave his life. But we have many missionaries and Christians all over the world are giving their life for Christ. There's people today that will die for no other reason but that they're a Christian. Because there's so many countries where it's not freedom. You don't have freedom of worship. And it's illegal to be a Christian. And so we remember the lives of those who've died for Christ. For we have the servicemen who died for our country. And we have our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who have died for the gospel's sake. And I venture to say that there will continue to be those who die for freedom in America and for those who die for religious freedom. And this morning, our prayer and our hearts and our thoughts with every family member. You see, tomorrow is not just a day to cook hot dogs and burgers and have a day off work and uh, to relax and enjoy. There will be men and women. There will be fathers and mothers, sisters and brothers, grandparents, uh, wives and husbands that will stand at graves, that will stand at walls, uh, that will read the names of their loved ones. They're mourning the loss of those they loved who gave their life. And so we remember them and we honor them. I want to talk to you today for a few moments about being a good soldier. As you've turned in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 3, it says, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
How many wants to be a good soldier? Oh, you know, we always talk about I'm in the army of the Lord and I'm a soldier for the Lord. But you know what? I don't just want to be a soldier. I want to be a good soldier. We're fighting a good fight. This is a good fight of faith. But I don't want to fight a battle that I don't think I'm going to win. You know, the, the, what do they say about boxers and fighters? I mean, you, you, when they go into the ring, every fighter must believe he can win. Because if not, you're, you're, you're defeated before you ever, the bell rings. And you'll you find yourself on the defensive instead of the offensive. Listen, we've got to know. Amen. Jesus Christ has already won the war. We'll have to fight our battles. Amen. But we can win because I am more than a conqueror. I'm not just a soldier. I'm a good soldier. I'm a soldier that's going to fight. I'm a soldier that's going to win. I may have to give my life for Christ, but to be absent from the body is to be present for the Lord. If I die as a soldier of the Lord, and you know what? Then the Bible says we would get a martyr's crown. Now, that's not one of the rewards I'm trying to earn. But for those who win them, when we get to heaven, I'm telling you, they'll be marked with a martyr's crown. And they'll be honored for those who give their life. Just as we honor the servicemen and women. Amen. As they lay the wreaths. As they put up the flags. As they do those things to honor those. I'm telling you, Bible says you won't even give a cup of cold water in His service. That He won't reward you. God is faithful to reward and to honor those who will fight this good fight of faith. But what does it take? To be a good soldier. There are a few things that marks a good soldier. And we're going to just talk about a few of those today. There's many. But number one, you need to be a good follower. You see, everybody likes to be a leader. But in the army, how many knows everybody's not a general? Everybody's not a captain. Everybody's not a sergeant. There's got to be, there is a rank. And you've got to earn those positions. And it takes time and it takes proving yourself. You don't just enlist as a general. You've got to start out. You've got to work your way through the ranks. There is an order. And it's the same way in the body of Christ. Amen. We've got to learn to be a good Follower, For we find in Mark chapter 8, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me. If you want to enlist, you say, Pastor, what do I need to do to enlist in the army of the Lord? Well, number one, you need to know the general. Uh, and I'm not talking about the little cartoon guy that you ride in the car. Not that kind of, not that general. You've got to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, made Him the Lord of your life, accepted Him into your life. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. That's how you get in. You step in this army by faith. When you enlist, amen, it's by giving your life. And Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you must deny yourself. That, that, that's hard to do. Yeah, that's one thing that they do. You servicemen know when you go in, if you go in with an attitude, if you go in cocky, if you go in thinking you're all of that, listen, they're going to break you down before they build you up. 
They're going to make you feel worthless. They're going to put you through boot camp. I'm telling you, you're going to be as low as you can go. But you know what? In the breakdown, there's a buildup. As you deny yourself, as you humble yourself, as you take yourself low, amen, the Lord will lift you up. But the Bible says if you exalt yourself, He'll bring you down. We can't exalt ourselves in this army. Amen, we've got to humble ourselves knowing that He is the general. He is the leader of this army. He is the victor. I am a follower. If I want to follow Him, I must deny myself, take up my cross. Thank God in the, in the natural in the army, you're going to take up a, a what, 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 are you going, what are they going to have today? M16 or, I don't know, what, what did you guys fight with? M1, M16, I don't know. All kind of different. Josh, what did, what did they have when you were there? Six, M16, A2. So, you know, there, there's all kind of variations. But you know what? Uh, it was a weapon that you were familiar with. You learned how to shoot it. You learned how to take it apart, how to put it together. You were very familiar with your weapon. It was your best friend. You ate with it. You slept with it. It was there at all times. It was for your protection. But in the army of the Lord, the Bible says we put on the whole armor of God. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of naked Christians walking around. We don't carry our weapons. We don't put on our armor. We don't have on our boots or our helmet or our shield. And we're just winging it, thinking we're going to be okay. Listen, we need to get back to the good fight of faith. Amen. Know the Word of God. Have the Word of God hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. You've got to have a weapon. You've got to be a good follower. You've got to take up your cross. No one can be a good leader who can't first be a good follower. You've got to learn to take orders before you can learn to give orders. Following Jesus, it's not an option. It's a command. Those of you that served in the military, that when the, when, when the sergeant or when whoever was barked out the orders, it wasn't, uh, hey guys, if you feel like it, could you do this? When they gave an order, they expected you to follow it to the T. When? Immediately. Yet fall through the word of God in the body of Christ in the army of the Lord. We read his commands. We read his orders. And we think that means, well, that's not me. That's for the pastor. That's for the preacher. That's for the leaders of the church. That's for somebody. Oh, that's a good thought. That's a good. But I'm going to do it someday. Listen, we've got to begin to take this thing serious. If we're going to be a good soldier in the army of the Lord, we've got to learn to follow immediately. Follow closely. Be obedient. And disorder and refusing to obey is not allowed. If you do, you're going to get what? Court-martialed. I mean, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, you're, you're gonna get in trouble. You're not gonna have your freedoms. You're not gonna, you don't get to disobey. But we think we can just disobey God. We can disobey His commands, disobey His word, and everything will be okay. He doesn't really care because those are just suggestions anyway. Can I tell you? They're not ten suggestions. They're commandments. And He expects us to follow them. 
And there's many that he gives that he wants us to follow. So number one, if you're going to be a good soldier, you've got to be a good follower. Number two, if you're going to be a good soldier, you're going to have to be a good fighter. You know, the Bible talks about the good fight. I always say a good fight is one that you win. If you're going to be a good fighter, you've got to be trained. That's what boot camp's all about. You're going to get the training. You're going to get uh, in, in condition. You're going to learn techniques. You're going to be trained and taught uh, when to be aggressive and when to hold back. When to use force and when not. You've got to learn hand-to-hand combat. You're going to learn how to fight close up. And you're going to learn to fight from a distance. Listen, we all like to be, we all want to be snipers, don't we? I, I just want to uh, fight from home. I just want to do it remotely. I just want to, I don't want to get too close to the enemy. I don't know, I want to see the whites of their eyes. I, I just want to fight the devil from a, from a distance. I'm going to tell you, sometimes, uh, amen, we can get on our knees uh, and we can win the battle and we never see the enemy. Other times, you're going to get close up and personal. Sometimes there's going to be some hand-to-hand combat. And you've got to learn how to fight close and how to fight far. You've got to be a good fighter. You've got to learn how to defend honor. You've got to learn how to defend country. You've got to learn how to fight for your brothers and sisters. You've got to learn that you're not in the fight alone. It's not all about you. There's people around you that depend on you. You can't go AWOL. You can't uh, freeze up. Why? Because other people's lives depend on it. In the body of Christ, there's people sitting in this building. You're watching today. We depend on you. We're counting on you. I mean, you're counting on us. I mean, when we go into battle against the enemy, I need to know somebody's praying. Somebody's fighting the good fight. Somebody. Everybody's not running off. Everybody's not on furlough. Everybody's not on vacation at the same time somebody's got to stay and fight the good fight of faith that verb fight in the greek is present tense it means it suggests not letting up if you're going to fight a good fight you're not going to quit everybody say i'm not a quitter Come on, you're not going to quit. It's also in the imperative mode, which means it's a command, not a suggestion. When he said, fight the good fight, he didn't say if you felt like it, or if you woke up uh, on the right side of the bed, or if you're having a good day. Listen, you've got to fight the good fight of faith every day, all day, morning, evening, and night. If you feel like it, if you don't, if you're sick or you're well, if you're blessed or you're broke, if you're sick or you're healthy, You cannot stop fighting the good fight of faith. If you're going to be a good fighter, we already talked about it a little bit, but you've got to be familiar with your weaponry. You've got to be familiar with strategy. You've got to be familiar with your enemy. The Bible says we have an adversary, the devil, that's seeking whom he may devour. That some of you guys had a tough time when you served because maybe you couldn't always see your enemy. 
That's what it was all about there in, in Vietnam. Those of you that served, when they came over and sprayed that Agent Orange, it's basically kind of like Roundup. And they, they, you couldn't see your enemy there in the jungle. And they came over and just sprayed that stuff to kill all the vegetation. So helpfully you could see and get through and all that. And so many of you are, are, are suffering today because of that. But listen, it's hard to fight if you can't see your enemy, isn't it? It's hard to fight. If you don't know who you're fighting against. We as Christians got to know that there is an enemy. We have an adversary, the devil, seeking whom he may devour. I just want to go ahead and to tell you today, he can't devour me. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You've got to decide today. I'm not food for the devil. I'm not going to fall in the devil's trap. Amen. He, you get in his trap uh, of sin and, and disease and sickness. We open ourselves up to all kind of things. We, 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 we get in there because of our mind, because of distraction. We, we hold bitterness and unforgiveness. And all of that opens the door to let things into our life. Those are traps. Don't fall in the trap. Oh, but can I tell you, if you do get caught in the trap, if you get caught in the devil's trap of fear and unbelief, if you get caught in his trap of unforgiveness and bitterness, if you get caught in his trap of anything, can I tell you, I know one who sets the captive free. He can come into every trap. He can open every trap door. Amen. He is able to, to undo what the enemy has done. Amen. God is able to restore all that the devil has stolen. And if you've caught up in his trap, God will set you free. You've got to be familiar and not ignorant of the Satan's devices. You've got to be familiar with the skills of your weaponry. You've got to know how to put on that helmet of salvation. Come on, every day, wake up and thank God you're saved. Every night before you go to bed, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Every day, say, Father, thank you. Thank you for your forgiveness today. Forgive me for every word, every thought, every deed. Come on, I search my heart. David said, I search my heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. And say, Lord, thank you for covering me in your blood. Put on that helmet of salvation. Cover your mind with the word of God and the blood of Jesus. Come on, come on, put on the boots of the gospel. Come on, having your loins girt about with truth. Know the word of God. Amen, read the word of God. Amen, come on, get your shield of faith. And the sword of the Spirit. You don't just wear and have the weapons, but you got to know how to use them. Remember when David, he was a young boy and he'd use a slingshot and the king tried to put all of his heavy armor on him. He said, I haven't proved these. I can't fight in these. I can't even walk. Some of you are trying to fight in armor that's too big for you. You're trying to fight in other people's armor. You've got to find the skills that God gave you, the talent God gave you, the ability God gave you. Listen, you're going to use your faith different than my faith. You're going to use your shield and your sword in different ways, in different areas. We all have different abilities and talents that God's given us. But thank God, amen, we're all saved and covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen, we all walk in faith. Amen, the gospel has touched and changed all of our hearts. Yet we're working and fighting. In different areas, but we're all winners in Jesus' name. Last number one, we said if you're going to be a fighter, a good soldier, you got to be a good follower. 
Number two, you're going to be a good fighter. Three, you're going to be familiar with your weaponry. Know how to use it and when to use it. Listen, some, some people use a sword when they should just use their, 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 their mouth. Some people, you should just put the shield up. You got to know what weapon to use and when to use it. It takes practice to use your faith. That's why David said, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. Now I can kill this giant. You know, he didn't start with a giant. You start with, God puts, allows things to come into your life. You use your faith in little circumstances and you see victories. So you know what to do when the big giant shows up. God's proven to you time and time again. He's faithful to deliver you from every enemy. And the last one this morning. He's faithful. Are you a faithful soldier? Are you faithful to those around you? Do you have your brothers and sisters back? Do people know that they can count on you? Have you been there when it counted? When you said you'd be there, was you there? Did you do what you said you would do? Did you show up when you weren't even asked to help fight the fight? To carry the burden? You've got to remain true. He said, endure hardness. I'm telling you, it's not easy being a soldier. It's not easy in the natural and it's not easy in the spiritual. He said, endure hardness. I like what the ESV says. It says, share in suffering. Listen. You can endure hardness when you share the burden. You can endure hardness when you have somebody else helping fight the battle. You can fight a little longer when you got somebody fighting beside you. Are you a faithful soldier in the army of the Lord? Are you a faithful friend? Faithful child, faithful parent, faithful spouse, faithful worker. Are you faithful? The expression means to take one share of rough treatment. Man, we don't like rough treatment, do we? It's easy to leave it to other people. But you know what? I want to take my share. I want to help. Bear someone else's burden too. When I've taken mine, if you're about to break beneath yours, let me help you a little bit. When I fought my battle and won, let me turn and help fight your battle a little bit. It's good when I'm fighting my battle to feel somebody at my back. Not stabbing me in the back. But they're back against my back knowing that they're fighting that way as I'm fighting this way. That together we're going to get through this. That we can take one share of rough treatment. That we can suffer. That we can endure affliction together. You know, as we've been going through all of the things that's been happening, it's one thing for those of you that have been Stuck in the house with your spouse, your children. 
And we got all kind of complaints. But I'm telling you, there's been those that's been doing it alone. And that's hard. That's why it's important to reach out with all the, the means we have of social media and all the different ways, even a phone call or whatever you can do to reach out to those fellow soldiers, those fighting the good fight of faith that may be alone, that, that we haven't been able to get together in community and church and uh, that, that that's their protection. And reach out to them and say, hey, you don't have to fight this alone. You don't have to suffer alone. I'm here. I'm with you. So this scripture, endure hardness, it actually it means to suffer hardship in company with. Man, I can go through a lot when I know I got other people going through the same thing. I, I like a little thing I saw the other day. It showed all these little uh, ships and boats. We talked about that not long ago, about when Jesus, they were in the boat and the storm was coming. One scripture said, and there were many other little boats with them. It said, we may not be in the same boat, but we're in the same storm. There's a lot of people in different boats. But listen, the sea's rough for them too. But we can suffer together. We can endure hardness in company with. The good soldier is always true and loyal. I, I, I found out something this morning. I, I was just studying and, and reading and uh, looking at Memorial Day. And I came across something that I didn't know. Maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't. But here in the South, there's memorials in most towns. Uh, some of the bloodiest wars. We lost over 600,000 men in that conflict in the Civil War. But what is not known is that both the North and the South allowed substitute soldiers. You ever heard of a substitute soldier? A man drafted for military service could literally buy another man to go to war in his place. And this lasted until 1863 in the South, until there were no more men available. Thus we got the phrase, maybe you heard this phrase and didn't know what it meant, now you know. Rich man's war, poor man's fight. For those who were rich and had the money could buy and pay another soldier to fight in their stead or actually to die in their place. Imagining, can, can you just imagine paying somebody else to fight your battles? I mean, think about it. If, that's, if that really worked, man, when something happened... When a hardship came, when a trial came, when a sickness came, I could just uh, say, hey, Pastor Marcelo, could you take this one for me? I don't think I'm up for it. Here you go. You take my burden. You fight it for me. And then when you win, come back and bring me the victory. It don't work that way, does it? You got to fight your own battles. But guess what? There was a substitute soldier. I was supposed to fight the battle of sin. I was supposed to die for my consequences. I was supposed to pay the price and the penalty for my sin. And I was broken. I was 
poor and I couldn't afford to pay a substitute soldier. But God gave His own Son to fight the battle of sin and death on my behalf. And He died for me. And He rose again for me. And He is coming back for me. He was my substitute. He was a substitute soldier. And he won my victory. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. You can face tomorrow. Because he fought your battle and won, you can fight another day. You can make it through another battle. You've got a family. You've got a soldier. You've got a company. That's why it's important. The Bible says, forsake not the assembly of yourself together as the manner of such is. Even as we see this day's approaching. Why? Because we need brothers and sisters to help fight the battle. Come on. Let's be a follower. You want to be a good soldier? Be a good follower. You want to be a good soldier? Be faithful. You want to be a good soldier? Come on, be a fighter. Don't just quit. Don't just give up. Come on, be, be familiar with your weaponry. Learn the Word of God. Put the Word of God in your heart. And thank God every day for being your substitute. Amen. He's already won the war. We've just got to fight a few battles here and there. But you know what? We don't fight them alone. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And we've got brothers and sisters that love you that are fighting on your behalf. Heavenly Father, today we're so grateful for the men and women who gave their life so that we can sit in these padded chairs and air-conditioned room that I can stand and preach the gospel That's going all over the world. Every country doesn't have that right. But faithful soldiers. Paid the ultimate price. For our freedom and for that we say thank you. Honor their families. Their children. Their spouses. Tomorrow is they're remembering their sacrifice. Comfort their sorrow. Comfort as they mourn. And let us be grateful. And Father, we thank you for being our substitute soldier. For dying in our place that we may live. But help us be good, faithful soldiers in the army of the Lord. Faithful followers. Faithful friends. Faithful co-laborers, let us fight together, not alone. Let us take our share of the burden and endure hardness, endure suffering. For this light affliction is just for a moment. And we thank you that we'll spend eternity with Jesus. If you're here in this building, if you're watching online and you say, Pastor, I'm not in the army of the Lord. I've never enlisted. Or I'm AWOL. I'm not in my position. I'm not where I need to be. 
But I'm ready to come back. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus loves you. He'll forgive you. He'll receive you back. He'll equip you to fight the good fight. And He'll fight with you and for you. All you've got to do is give Him your life. Today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, would you pray with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that You're the Son of God. You became that substitute soldier for me. You died in my place. And today, I say thank you. Today, I receive salvation. I receive Jesus into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Help me, train me, teach me to be a good soldier, a follower, faithful, familiar. Let me fight the good fight of faith. And thank you that I've already won. In Jesus' name, amen.